Hey, what's going on, friends? Welcome to another episode of The Trevor Olson Show, episode number seven on October 10th, 2020, Saturday. I am your host. How's everybody doing? Folks, are you enjoying October? I had my pumpkin spice coffee this morning. It was so nice. I just, I'm just getting in the, the fall spirit. It's autumn. And um, I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And I like the leaves, the oranges, reds, golds. Like, it's so pretty. It's so fun. And there's nothing. It just spices up a little bit. Pumpkin spice. It just, it gets me. It gets me in the mood. It gets me. It gets me where I want to be. I did have pumpkin spice uh, coffee this morning. And uh, that's because, and it was good. Uh, it's from Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts. We've had this uh, this little little package of Dunkin' Donuts coffee in our house for it's got it's got to be old it's got to be at least a year old. Can coffee go bad? I have no idea, but it tasted fine. Um, can't remember where we got it from, why we have it because we don't have Dunkin' Donuts around here. But um, we ran out of normal coffee, and uh, so I was sitting on the cupboard this morning when I woke up at seven thirty, as I do. Uh, that's what I'm up, and so whipped it up, and I was like, ah, it's good, fall, it's October, Halloween's coming up, you know, the, the leaves are red, and, and, and shit brown, uh, <laughs> I think yesterday, or two days ago, two or three days ago, I think was peak, peak color time, and I meant to send my drone up in the air, excuse me, I went to send my drone up, uh, so that I could get some great shots, uh, of just, of an aerial perspective of, of the area. Maybe I'll do that today, because the sun is shining, the sun is shining, I'm in a great mood today, you guys, um, and I gotta tell you, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this last night, so, last night I was, like, not feeling that great, as far, like, psychologically, and I'm sure most of you can agree, uh, as far as with everything going on right now, it's, you know, times are very stressful. And, uh, you know, as someone who's very blessed, very fortunate um, financially and with family and friends, you know, I, I have a, you know, I have a food and shelter, essentially. Um, so I really don't have any real concerns or worries for myself, you know, it's, but which, which, and I, I say that not in a, a, a braggadocious way, but just as a, you know, recognizing that, <clears throat> excuse me, recognizing that I should be very grateful for the situation that I'm in, uh, and I am, but just, like, seeing seeing everything, uh, I won't, you guys know what's going on, like, I just, I just felt stressed, I was just like, oh, God, there's just so much shit going on in the world, like, is everyone, are we gonna get through this, are we gonna pull through, and, uh, you know, I was just, I was sitting alone in my basement, I had been reading for maybe an hour or so, and after an hour, I was like, I gotta do, you know, I just, I, I was listening to piano, listen, I had this uh, piano playlist going on. And it was lovely. It was lovely, actually. Um, so I had piano going and and uh, was reading this great book. And uh, and then I just started, like, feeling down. And I was like, Ugh, why am I feeling down? And my dad was outside having a fire. And uh, I was just, I knew I needed to go socialize. And uh, I went outside <laughs> with him. And, man, we just had a great time. And it really lifted my spirits. Uh, and so I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, in this time, it's it's more important than ever for us to connect with each other, uh, really connect on on a on a social level. Um, just with isolation, with everyone having typically with t people typically isolating right now with quarantine. Like if you can, like, fucking get go talk with some friends, do what you got to do. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying like I felt like a, a renewed person after after talking with him and we had oh we had a great time man we were just talking about all sorts of stuff uh <laughs> we uh fire was rolling i we we started talking about my my grandfather who passed away he passed away uh, five years ago he actually in two days he would have been 105 think of that he was born october 12th 1915 that's two years after that the Titanic. That's how old that motherfucker was. <laughs> he was, he was such a good grandpa as well. Like he was just a ray of sunshine. He was full of positivity, full of love, full of optimism. And <laughs> we started, 
uh, talking about and discussing how, uh, you know, he when he was 97, he fell and broke his hip and uh, he lived to be 99. I think he was 96 or 97, something like that. And uh, he ended up in a nursing home in the in the last few years. But he was still he was a ray of sunshine. And uh, but he started to get and he was good. He's a good Christian man. And but in, in his last couple of years, man, he he started to be like dirty, <laughs> dirty with the nursing home staff. Like he I guess he was like grabbing their ass and, and grabbing their tits, stuff like that. <laughs> And they were like, Harold, Harold, you can't do that. And he's like, ah, they like it. You know, you like the attention. <laughs> I guess they called my mom and dad. And they were like, hi, um, so we just, we wanted to tell you that your father is, he's being a bit grabby. He's, he's touching staff. Um, and we just wanted you to be aware of that. And my dad's like, okay, well, what do you want us to do about it? It's like, and at that point, my grandpa's memory was very poor. He knew who we all were, thank God. But uh, he he would repeat himself all the time, constantly. So, I mean, we could tell him. Even my dad was basically like, like if we tell him, he's not going to remember, obviously. So I don't know why you're bringing this up to us. Like, like we have to address him like he's a child. <laughs> If you could just tell him to stop doing that. Sure. Yeah, we'll tell him. Yeah. Yeah, hey Harold, quit grabbing those ass and titties. How you be, how, how's the fishing going, Scott? Harold, no more titties. But how's the fishing, Scott? Harold, no ass and titties. How's the fishing, Scott? It's like that was their conversation for an hour. Those were the visits. But uh, and then we started talking about I'm curious. We were curious about how many of the people in nursing homes have sex with other other people like in the nursing home. So like, you know, you're in room 81 and you like the fox in room 107. All right. Do you get it on? Like what if you, what if you're, you know, going at it and and ah my hip? Like does that happen? Like then my grandpa would probably just be like, "Ah, she liked it. She wanted it." <laughs> she likes the attention. Uh, so we, we were just talking about that and thinking of old, I was just thinking of old memories I have with him. I have nothing but positive memories with my grandpa, Harold. He was a great man. He was an outdoorsman, an avid outdoorsman. He would be, I mean, up until his nineties, he was very in shape. He was, I think it was up until he was 93 or four, he was riding eight miles a day on his stationary bike. So the guy took care of himself like a, like a fiend. Uh, but he would he, he would always talk about how many deer he killed throughout his life, and he killed a lot. And actually, I asked him about. I remember the uh, I asked him what life was like during the life was like during the Great Depression in the in the uh, 30s, and he said that it didn't really affect them because he would you know anytime they just needed food, he would just go out and shoot a deer, and uh, I mean just old school stuff like that, but. Man, he just, he loved life. He was a, a gardener. Uh, he was a, a a bright light in the world. And um, and I see a lot of him in my mom. Like, my mom is very ha free-spirited, happy-go-lucky, kind, generous person. And um, I see a lot of him in her. And uh, I I can only hope that a, a bit of a bit of that is in me is is in me as well, but it was just it was so fun. We we talked about that. Um, what else did we talk? Well, we talked about <laughs> we were just we were talking we were making up bits as well. Uh, one was I don't know if I can even remember it exactly, but it was <laughs> along the lines of excuse me. It was along the lines of uh, it was. Uh, a man and his son, and uh, the father's like, "Hey, son, don't, remember, don't be ever burning bridges. All right, don't be burning bridges." And the son has no idea what he's talking about, and he's like, "Pa, the, I thought we was going fishing, Pa. Is the bridge burning? No, son, it's it's a metaphor. I, I, what's a meta? Who's it for? No, 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 son, son, j j just, just, just go down by the bridge." thought you said it was on fire. So it's a metaphor. 
was going fishing. <laughs> like we were just we were just fucking around like that all night and it was it was really fun. And you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time with my dad or my mom um just be well we live together so we see each other in passing every day. Uh and I love them. But just being, uh, you know, trying to get this podcast off the ground and, and working on music constantly. Being self-employed, you're busy. Uh, so I'm, I'm busy typically seven days a week just doing something typically. But that's the way I like it as far as routinizing my days. Routinizing my days. Um, you know, I, I like my schedule filled up. Um, you know, I'm doing things that I love. So it's not hard for me to keep showing up, thankfully. Um, and you just got to keep just got to keep chipping it i just got to keep chipping away at it and keep moving forward otherwise uh nothing's gonna happen do you guys ever get like that where you don't do anything for a day and you just feel like a piece of shit or are you the person who type of person that can like not do anything and then at the end of the day you just you don't give a fuck that you didn't do anything you just enjoy the fact that you did nothing me personally I, uh, just the way I'm wired, just the way I'm wired on my insides. We got wires in my, on our insides, folks. That's how we're red, 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 blue wires. That's how it works. Uh, in my temperament, I am high in conscientiousness, uh, from this personality test I took online. I think I've talked about this, but it is legitimate. It's the most legitimate test out there. As far as I can tell. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, just type in Jordan Peterson personality test. And I think it's called understandmyself.com. And uh, yeah, if you want to do that, you got to pay like, I think 10, 15 bucks for it. So very cheap. And uh, and you can do the test. But anyway, um, it really helped. It really opened my eyes to why I am the way I am. So for example, if you're high in conscientiousness, so conscientious, conscientiousness means, I have the definition written down. Let me look here. It says, wishing, wishing to do what is right, especially to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. So, you know, you're dutiful. You want to get done whatever it is that you're doing. And, uh, and I was like, oh, that makes sense for me. Like, I, you know, anything that I set out to do, I want to accomplish. I want to do it well. I want to do it as best as I can. I don't, I don't ever want to half-ass anything. Uh, and, uh, and then people who are high in conscientiousness, they're also prone to, uh, like self-hate and self-disgust and self-contempt, something like that. That's not a, don't quote me exactly, but, and I was like, oh, that's why I feel like shit if I don't do anything for a day. It's like, oh, you're like high in disgust, self-disgust. Like, so if I don't do anything, I immediately start, you know, that inner, inner voice starts critiquing myself. So as far as understanding my temperament and understanding the way I am, it's helped me sort of um, structure my life in a way where I rarely feel those feelings of self-disgust because my days are routinized and I do have a set structure to them where I do accomplish at least something. You know, I'm always just trying to put one foot in front of the other regarding my career and my health and my family and friends and stuff like that. So, and, uh, you know, Everyone has their good and bad days, and, and last night was a, you know, I was feeling down, and, and just getting out and socializing, you know, that's that's just a, a social pre- prescription right there. Lots of times people are like, I don't feel good, give me the pills, you know, and we don't need the pills, folks, not necessarily. Again, I highly recommend if you haven't read it, and you, you, you experience depression or anxiety, um, or you're feeling down right now, I highly recommend uh, Johan Hari's book called Lost Connections. Write it down. It's 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 so uh, evidence based. It's very well researched. It's so well done. He's uh, I think he's based out of the UK, um, but just an excellent excellent book uh, regarding regarding that sort of thing. So I would definitely say go check that out. Um, and uh, it might just help a bit for you. Um, and then another thing I always kept in mind, too, was that feelings are like storms. You know, they just kind of pass through. They just kind of pass through. So it's like if you're really feeling down, just try to remember. It's like this is going to pass. It's going to pass through, all right? It's going to pass like a bowel movement, all right? It's going to move through the system, and uh, we'll keep going. So uh, I hope uh, there's life advice for from Trevor, from a 25-year-old living in a basement. Trevor's advice. I thought about doing um, 
a quote of quote of the day for you guys. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do this every time, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Let's try it right now. Hmm. <sighs> I think I need to get a podcasting mic because this this mic that I'm using it's it's a large diaphragm condenser microphone, and it's meant to pick up just the slightest details. So I I I don't know if you guys can hear, but like any little like like anything like that uh, is is picked up from the mic. So hopefully it's not a big deal. Uh, well, I'm listening to re-listening, I should say, to uh, Joe Rogan and Rob Lowe. I had no idea how much I would love Rob Lowe. You know, I, I knew, you know, I've seen him in movies. I know, uh, clearly, I know he's an actor. I've seen him around. Um, but I had no idea how much I would enjoy the podcast. And I'm re-listening to it because the guy is just, he's so, he's so charismatic. He's so charming. Um, he's just he's full of positivity and he's he's very he's vulnerable as far as speaking openly about uh his issues his struggle with alcohol and drugs and uh he's an outdoorsman and everything like that so you really you really get to see uh excuse me you really get to see like what 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 he's about and so if you're interested in that go check that one out but he uh he said today um in in the podcast i should say he said uh, a world view to have that has carried him along is optimism, positivity, and rejection of victimhood. So there you have it, folks. The first ever Trevor Olsen show quote of the day from Mr. Rob Lowe. Worldview, optimism, positivity, and rejection of victimhood. I typed in rejection or victimhood. Pick one or the other. You either have rejection or victimhood. No, rejection of victimhood, folks. And that's actually that that resonated with me because that was one of the uh, that's one of the lessons that I've learned here in the past year is uh, rejecting the idea, the narrative in your head that you're a victim of circumstance and life is out to get you. Is life tough? Oh yes, baby. Yes, it is. Of course, we know it is. Life is very difficult. But if you can approach it as okay, life is difficult, and I'm an adventurer on an adventure experiencing life and experiencing my, you know, my individual journey. If you can look at it like that rather than, okay, I'm a victim to circumstance and life is out to get me, it's going to make all the difference for you. Um, yeah. So quote of the day, Rob Lowe, worldview, po- optimism, positivity, and rejection or victimhood. Rejection of victimhood. Um, I wanted to also talk with you guys about um, this book I'm reading right now. It's excellent. Let me get some water here. Excellent book. Um, I My friend Diade from uh, Anytime Fitness lended it to me. I just saw it sit, sitting on her desk, and she's like, oh, you can borrow it. Take it. And so I was like, okay. And it's called Atomic Habits, and it's by James Clear. And it says, tiny changes, remarkable results, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And uh, I, you know, I just kind of, I'm always curious about books and um, I'm, I'm always reading a handful and um, it's way better than I thought it would be. You know, it sounds boring. Like I, um, oh, and I should apologize as well. I'm so sorry, folks. Um, I said on Wednesday that I was going, going to have a guest today on this episode unfortunately uh there was an issue with covid um regarding my guest he he doesn't have it but um there was some it was just basically we're just playing it safe and safe rather than sorry folks um but he is going to be on the podcast in the future i won't say his name just because i don't want to give anything away um for you guys but he will be on the guest in the future so sorry about that uh but fucking deal with it uh (laughs) But I, I, so anyway, so I'm reading this book called Atomic Havocs by James Clear. And uh, it is a great book as far as like understanding habits and why we do them. And uh, it's, it's helping me really kind of understand how it works. And uh, let me see, I, I thought about this last night. I thought maybe I would just read a section to you guys that I found interesting. And uh, let me see, maybe I'll do that. Mm, yes, so this chapter, it was chapter 9. It says, the role of family and friends in shaping your habits. 
Um, I'll just read one little section. Uh, let's see, one little section, imitation. So it's all about imitating. Uh, well, here, let's do this one. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my reading voice here. Imitating the close. Okay. Maybe I won't read this. This feels weird. Okay. Proximity has a powerful effect on our behavior. Uh, I'm going to pick and choose. All right, here we go. We pick up habits from the people around us. Uh, we copy the way our parents handle arguments, the way our peers flirt with one another, the way our coworkers get results. If your friends smoke pot, you're going to do it too. If they're fucking heroin and right and right in their dick that you're gonna shove the heroin in your cock as well all right uh, so that's there we go that's a good summary of that little section so we imitate those who uh oh here was a cool little study that i found very fascinating it said one groundbreaking study tracked twelve thousand people for 32 years and found that a person's chances of becoming obese increased by 57 percent if he or she had a friend who became obese isn't that wild you know, there's a there's a quote in the Bible. I'm not going to read this whole book to you. <laughs> Just read a whole book. Friends, it's a 15-hour podcast. I'm going to read you a book here. Please enjoy. Uh, there's a great quote in the Bible, verse rather, that says, um, I think it's bad company corrupts good character. And it's so true. It's like, this is, this is very uh, serious podcast. I feel like this is the most serious one I've done. <laughs> Compared to last episode where I'm talking about losing my virginity. That was a fun one, by the way. I had a lot of people message me, and they were like, I really loved the show. Thanks for opening up. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. Glad you guys liked it. But uh, the, yeah, the, the, the people we're spending time with, like, that's really important. Uh, and it's way more important than I think most people realize. And as far as, for me, the older I get... Um, you know, I had a really great friend in high school. We were very close, but we were very different. And uh, as time has continued to pass, I feel like we're growing further and further apart, um, just as people and as friends as well. You know, we, we, we reach out to each other maybe every few months now. Whereas, I mean, we were hanging out, every, you know, in high school, it was multiple times a week. And then after high school, it was, you know, maybe weekly. And, and now it's, uh, we're just very different people. And, you know, I'm I'm not speaking ill of this person at all, but uh, we just have we have different value systems, we have different goals, we have different ambitions, we have different perspectives of of looking at life and and what's important. And uh, you know, sometimes you're gonna outgrow your friends, and sometimes you even might outgrow your family. Um, obviously, family's a little trickier, um, especially if you're living with them in the basement, <laughs> like me. Uh, <laughs> I I stopped I stopped telling my parents pretty much everything I do creatively, uh, because well for one I told my parents I was like don't ever listen to this podcast, all right I'm I'm like I want to be unfiltered because that's the thing like that's that's a for me at least it's been a thing like you don't really think about it so like for me I'll listen to all these like say rap artists and stuff like that and they're just talking about all on my dick bitch like all this shit and here I am going like oh my god what if I was saying that like what would my mother think <laughs> and I wonder if um if other artists think think of that like oh like what are you know what are my parents gonna think and uh, I've really just m tried um to move away from that mentality because it's like I am my own person um and I can't try to please my mom I can't try to please my dad the only person at the end of the day is I have to try to please myself and uh so with this podcast and with with my with music you know I I, I I'm not trying to please them nor am I trying to um what's the word I'm not shaping my music to please the, their perspectives worldview i don't know I'm, I'm not exactly articulating it very well but uh i just told him i was like don't listen to this because you're just not gonna like how i talk even though you know this is this is how i talk right now and i'm be you know i was like i'm gonna be honest and transparent and everything's on the table sex i mean everything everything's on the table and so i was like just mom 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 mommy don't just don't listen
don't listen. And then I tell her, I'm like, people are, mom, people are really enjoying the show. She's like, oh, I should listen. It's like, no, I forbid you to listen to this show. Uh, but it's, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm moving away from kind of giving a shit about what they think as far as like creatively. Obviously, I love them and they love me. Hopefully, I just hope they love me. And uh, so, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm an adult now. I, I For me, I, I guess I still feel almost like a child. And maybe it's because I am living here. But, uh, you know, I'm realizing that I, tr- I treat myself like an adult and I treat, um, I carry myself like an adult. I try to. Can't you tell? I carry myself like an adult all the time, guys. I'm so serious. I, hold, I, I don't never abdicate my responsibilities. I'm, I'm good financially. I always talk very serious. I take myself very seriously. Um, I'm, I never do silly voices or anything like that. <laughs> I'm very serious. A little water here. So I reached out um, ex- to the people on Patreon who are supporting the show, and uh, I wanted to see what they had to say as far as uh, like ideas uh, to speak about, because I want to constantly be implementing uh, new ideas uh, into the show. I don't know why I did. I don't know. I didn't really make much new ideas. Uh, I'm implementing new ideas uh, to keep the show interesting, like the quote of the day. Came up with that, you know, optimism, positivity, and rejection or victimhood. Pick and choose. Um, so <laughs> but uh, yeah, they came up. Oh, yes. Um, so they came up with a lot of great, great topics. Because um, half the time I'm kind of curious. I'm like, what am I going to fucking talk about today? And uh, I like it. I do, because it's it's very, like, there's no script, there's no, even today I was like, maybe I'll talk about the book, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't necessarily want to know what I'm speaking about, you know what I mean? So, uh, they came up with some great ideas. I did want to cover um, this little story here I found very interesting. So, this woman I am in touch with through Instagram, who was a fellow listener of the show, she uh, she reached out to me, and uh, she just kind of opened up to me about her her experience as an exotic, exotic dancer. That's called vocal fry, by the way. It's a vocal exercise uh, that's very good for restoring your vocal cords. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, so if you lose your voice, uh, this is a that's a thing you can do. You can go. Uh, uh, uh. Just go do that and have some tea and honey, and yeah, you'll feel great, sweetheart. Uh, so I wanted to read you guys this because I asked her if I could discuss it. She said, sure, sweetheart. And uh, so she was telling me about her experience as an exotic dancer, and I said, what did you love about it exactly? Because she told me she loved it. And I want to read you guys uh, what she said. She said, I loved meeting new people. Traveled to clubs a few times, loved the conversations and just getting to know and understand why some people come to the strip club. The money I made was good and I felt like I could be myself, fun, flirty, sexy, and mysterious. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of, I figured there was part of that because everyone wants to feel sexy. That was, that was, uh, as far as from an observer and just taking an educated guess, I was like, well, she probably enjoys, you know, feeling sexy. Because if I was up on stage with my cock out, uh, you know, s- slapping people in the face with it. <laughs> I feel so sexy. Uh, so I'm gonna continue on and see what uh, and and uh, we'll continue on with what she said. Okay. There's a lot of misconception, misconception, misconceptions about strip clubs. Most dancers just assume guys are coming in to get the rocks off. That's right, honey. I'm here to come. Um. And she said, that's not true. Uh, to many girls, too many girls don't listen to their customers. Some guys were just wanting to relax after work. Uh, relax after work. Why don't, you be, why don't you go home and be with your wife? You <laughs> um, Relax after work. Some guys came in stressed, just wanting a couple beers. Get that pussy in my face, honey. I'm stressed. Give me a Corona. Um some of those guys had left the house because they were fighting with their significant other. Probably not a good strategy, gentlemen. 
uh, you know, if you're fighting with your significant other and you you think that, well, you know what, maybe if I just go to a strip club, it'll all just blow over. Listen, as it doesn't take a genius to understand that that's probably not the best method to resolve the current situation. I'm going to say fight it out with your woman, not physically, uh, and not even fight it out, but, you know, do what you got to do as far as uh, communicating with each other, you know, if and, and, and come to some sort of solution. Don't just go to the nugget and, and try to fucking finger bang the stripper. All right. I tried to do that once. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I did try to uh, put a dollar bill. Uh, there was a stripper dancing uh, in Minneapolis. And uh, I tried to put a dollar. She was up on the pole. And I like tried to put it like right in the front <laughs> of her uh, string she was wearing. It was just barely covering her vagina. And I was like, instead of putting it in the, like the string part of the ass, I was like, I'll just put it right where her pussy is. <laughs> and, she, uh, and I like, I, yeah, she she didn't like it. Uh, she slapped my hand. But it's okay. I smiled at her. She wanted the attention. Um, so getting back to what she had to say, fighting with their significant other, and they just want to get, they just want to get things off their mind. I had quite a lot of guys talk to me and get my opinion of their relationship and ask me for advice. That's an interesting place to seek advice. Maybe consider, I don't know, uh, you know the church, you know, even if you're not religious, I don't know. They're going to, uh, yeah, the church, maybe go to a grocery store, ask a stranger. Hey, Bill, where do you get your advice? I go to the strip club and ask them strip down to them exotic dancers. Honey, what you think? My wife's being a bitch. Okay, um, ask me for advice. I had couple, couples that would come in to tip and to get private dances for me to spice up their sex life. Ooh, fun. Keep it interesting. I had guys come in just wanting to chat and for some reason to sit and listen because they were lonely. Well, that's just sad. And if you do that, you're a pathetic loser. <laughs> no, I understand being lonely. But that goes back to socializing. And I suppose if I was super lonely, super lonely. You guys heard that song? That's a fun one. If I was lonely, uh, well, there's no strip clubs around here. And so I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would, I'd go to a friend's. I'd call up a friend, like a true friend, if I was really feeling lonely. But I do, there's obviously something very, uh, there's just you know the strip clubs they're, they're they'll grasp your attention excuse me they'll pull you in i get it i'm lonely show me your pussy um <laughs> then of course guys would come in just to have fun yes that's that's been my intention in the past hell even chicks would come in and tip and have fun nice those sluts uh did bachelor bachelorette parties i had some men come in that were widowed and they came in just wanting to see pretty young okay Moving on to the next little paragraph. Pretty young, pretty young ladies. Pretty young thing. Pretty young thing. Is that a Michael Jackson song? Then some others just wanted to come in and see if they could try to score one of us. Nice. Nice dudes. I'm going for her. Billy, you gonna fuck her? Yeah, bro. Um She said, For me it was a good job. I allowed myself to be fun for flirty, sexy, and myself. I love showing off my body. I get it, honey. You go, girl. <laughs> I have always had low self-esteem, some low self-esteem and issues with my body that I didn't like. Isn't that funny how we're all kind of um, self-conscious about our body? It, I've been with some beautiful women, like gorgeous women, sexually. And, <laughs> um, and funny enough, the more... Typically, the more beautiful they are, the more insecure they are about their body. And I, I, it's like, as a man, I was like, well, you have nothing to be insecure about. I'm like, you are gorgeous. Um, but a lot of them sort of, they, they would say things along the lines of, well, I never used to look like this. You know, so they built up a great body through, you know, taking care of themselves and exercising and uh, drinking water, staying hydrated. And... Um, so it's like they, they built their beauty on a foundation of insecurity. And uh, so they were very insecure. Like a few women that I've been with who, in my opinion, are gorgeous women, uh, had a lot of body issues. And uh, I, I would arguably say men feel the same. Um, you know, 
I've had a lot of insecurities about my own body and, you know, I'm an avid weightlifter trying to, you know, do my best to make my body look and feel as great as possible. But I think I've talked about that. Like I had insecurity about insecurities about like my little calvy calf calves, my calves, even see just the way I just said it. I'm trying to be funny and not pretend that I'm not insecure. My little calvy calf calves. Um, or like my chest. I used to be insecure. I was like, I had like a small chest, like, you know, cause as a man, at least for me, like I want to be like a man. Like, as Arnold would say, I don't want to be a girly man. You know, I want to be a manly man. I do. Uh, I want to move a lot of weight. I want to be strong for my woman, strong for myself, strong for my country. Um, But everyone has, like, body insecurities. So I understand that getting attention um, might tempor- temporarily relieve that that sort of those self-esteem issues like I was with one girl once and um and she just she was very sweet and sincere and she's just like you are just gorgeous (laughs) and I hadn't heard that in a long time and and uh I it felt great like it felt like genuinely like it felt really good to 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 hear someone say that to me and um so we're yeah we're all going through that so I get it um Issues with your body that you didn't like. Okay, that job helped me to get through a lot of that. That's awesome. Uh, kind of brought me out of my shell. Well, yeah, honey, you're 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 naked, sort of naked. Uh, is were you completely naked? You ever been to those strip clubs? The first one I ever went to, uh, there was no alcohol being served, and I don't know if this is the case throughout the whole country, but it was a dry bar, dry strip club, so the ladies could be totally naked. And it's like again, it goes back to like context. It's like, well, I mean, tease me a bit. Like, maybe get completely naked right at the end and then run off stage. Like, ooh, there she goes. But if you're just naked the whole time, it's like, well, uh, well, it's it's like the race is over, you know? I'm trying to run the race the whole time I'm there, so to speak. That's a weird metaphor. Uh, <laughs> so if you're naked, I don't have to run the race. You know what I mean? Let's play the game a bit, honey. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Uh, brought me out of my shell in a lot of respects. A lot of aspects, but mentally toward the end and some of the things I had to deal with at the end, they're kind of fucked with me mentally. Bad customers, comments, some late nights away from my, my kids, not enough sleep, my health issues. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so there was, uh, yeah, towards the end, not feeling as great, I understand. And, okay, I'm going to take my phone off airplane mode. This might fuck with the recording. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, okay, so I... I, I Fucking just tried a bunch. Um, airplane mode. Yeah. Okay. The f- fucking internet here still blows dick. <laughs> like, the, I can't even fucking pull it up on my my computer. My computer. Um, like, I can't get anything to load on Instagram. My God. Like, what the fuck? We're in 2020 here. We gotta get this. I gotta get this fucking. Oh, my God. This legitimately makes me angry. Okay, we're so we are we're forty minutes into the show, folks. I want to. <laughs> don't worry. Um, I just want to. What was it? What am I? What am I? What am I saying? If you want to reach out to the Trevor Olson show, please do. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, our email is our email. My email. The show's email is the Trevor Olson show at gmail dot com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, last episode, I said please reach out with uh, your top five awkward sex moments. Uh, none of you did so. Go fuck yourself. No, no, really. Please do reach out to the show um, at the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. I said something along the lines of send me your top five uh, awkward sex moments. Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. As again, I would love to do the seg- do this segment of reads involving listeners, comments, questions, concerns, and uh, nudes. Uh, I would love nudes from you and your comments and questions. Uh, also, if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson and uh, you can support the show at your choice of $5 or $10 monthly. You will gain exclusive Patreon access to the weekly bonus Patreon episodes coming out every Sunday, folks. Exclusive to Patreon supporters. I'm very, very excited for the Trevor Olson Show Patreon Challenge starting this Monday. I truly am. I'm, like, giddy about it, you guys. 
I just received a message from the last person. Uh, we have exactly 20 people signed up. I want to thank everyone who signed up for the challenge. I, I can't wait to see how everyone does. Uh, I can't wait to just to interact with everyone. Um, I'm excited because the show is going to gain support uh, so I can keep going, folks. I can keep going. Um, and I just really want to thank all you guys. I love you guys. I, I really hope you guys have been enjoying the show. I'm going to continue to try my heart, try my hardest, hard, hard, try my hardest to, uh, to give you guys a great show. You know, I've received some really sweet messages from you guys. Like, what? <laughs> just makes my heart warm up. Makes my heart warm up. Feels like I got heartburn. You guys are giving me heartburn. Give me my Tums. Um, I have heartburn every night, by the way. <laughs> like an old, I think I've talked about this. But it's like, I, as soon as I turned like 24, it was like the heartburn train rolled in. Grab this one. We got a new passenger. Trevor, welcome on board. You're going to watch your assorted fruited Tums coming at you. You're going to want the strong ones for a, at a thousand. What's it called? A thousand. Ultra strength. Ultra strength, 1,000 tums, like I'm 87. It's probably because I eat just a shitload of food and then jump into bed like an animal. But, uh, yes, I've been uh, just having a great time, and uh, it's been a great... I hope you guys have been as well. Uh, so I do want to hear from you uh, as well. Someone actually just emailed the show. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up here. I'll pull it up right now, maybe, if uh, my fucking internet let's see no connection well clearly because i'm in airplane mode here we go hold on folks okay speaking of reaching out to the show somebody just reached out to the show uh as we're live on the air here we go so let's do a read thank you for reaching out to the show uh i'm not i'll keep everyone's names private here so if you do want to say you know hey i was fucking this guy and uh, his penis, hey, he had three testicles. You know, I won't, I won't, I won't really, I'll keep your identity private. Okay, here we go. Hey, Trevor, hope your Saturday got off to a good start. Thank you, it's been lovely. All right, I'll use this email thread to send you some ideas, thoughts, and concerns on topics for your show whenever they come to mind. Thank you. Uh, here we go. First and foremost, I haven't been to the UP for six years up until August when I came back. Is it normal for people to not turn their damn brights off when driving at night? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, that happens. <laughs> turn off your brights! You know, like, why is everyone driving with their brights on? Listen, it's dark here, you know, compared to a city where there's lights lighting up the freeways. There's, like, you know, there's lights everywhere. There's fucking light pollution. You can't even see a star. It's like we're living in space. You don't you wouldn't even know it. You think you think it's the damn the the what, what do they call it? Um, the simulation. We're living in a simulation. Space, space is fake, guys. Um, and the Earth is flat. Okay, here we go. Uh, yeah. So people, yeah. Sometimes people leave their lights on, their brights on. Uh, they probably don't mean to do it. You know, they're probably just forgetful because there's about six people typically on the road at night. So <laughs> it's not like it's a it's a concern that's happening. Often? Often? How do you guys say that? I say often. I do not emphasize the T. I'm not an animal. All right? Oh, you often people out there. I don't know. I'm fine with it. Here we go. Okay. I happen to drive a lot at night, and I find it so frustrating Frustrating when 8 out of 10 times I'm blinded by the lights of someone who's too lazy to turn them off or just doesn't give a shit I can't see. I've had, yeah, they probably just, they're probably just forgetting. Uh, I've had a few times where I actually had, excuse me, to slow down because I could no longer see the road until they passed. Yeah, I've had to do that many times, uh, so get used to it. Sometimes I will flash my lights once to indicate that, but when it does nothing, I kind of want to be a douche and flick my lights really fast. Yeah, I've had that happen to me when I've, I forgot to turn my brights off. Sometimes you just zone out, you know what I mean? Half the time, when, I mean, let, let's be honest. Half the people driving are doing the same route that they've done for like the last 20 years. So they're in a fucking haze. They're like, they're barely paying attention. L listen, there's, there's 2,000 pound balls of, you know, squares of steel, well, aluminum and plastic as well, rolling down every highway and every road. It, it's, it's, it's a miracle that more people aren't getting killed because no one's paying attention. Everyone's fucking up in their head. Everyone's done the route. I like to say when, 
you travel to a new place, you're thrust into reality because everything you're experiencing is new. You know, when you're doing when you're doing your same routine like I do every day, like when I, I'm on my way to the gym, uh, if I anywhere, if I go to Walmart, I see all the psychos in there. <laughs> People of Walmart. I haven't really actually seen any chaotic things happen in Walmart. Um, but like when you go to a new state, a new even a new road in your in your area that you've never been on, it's like you're thrust into the moment, into reality, and it's like you kind of snap out of it. Because uh, you're no longer on autopilot. You have to be a bit more focused. So these people are probably just on autopilot, fucking not paying attention, trying to get famous on TikTok while they're driving. Look at me. Oh, my God. I'm so funny. Look at – pay attention to me. <laughs> give me – give me attention. Um, let me get back here. Does – I want to be a douche. Flick my lights really fast. Yep, I said I had that happen to me. I have – not actually ever done that, but I think of it along with a bunch of other horrible things I'd like to do to them, like fucking murder their children. Wow. No, I added that part. Here we go. God forbid I did that and a person goes into an epileptic, <laughs> an epileptic episode or something. Imagine. Imagine you're cruising down the road. Some person is accidentally brighting you. You start just flicking your lights like a psycho. They experience an epileptic fit and they fly off the road and die. We don't want that, folks. Uh, what are some of your most awkward experiences? Okay. Such as meeting people in the music industry, awkward dates, moments on stage. Okay. That's a good one. Well, I've had definitely some awkward moments on stage, you know, just where <laughs> – I'll tell this story. I think I might have told this already. Uh, so sorry if you're hearing it again. Sorry, not sorry, but uh, I was doing a gig in Iron River, and Iron River is, it's just not my scene, all right? Iron River is the place that gets, it gets a lot of shit as far as people making fun of it. Uh, I've made fun of it myself, and there's just, there's a lot of people on drugs in Iron River. I'm not saying everyone. I've met some lovely people from Iron River, very few and far in between, but um, I was playing this gig up there at this one this one bar. I did it probably a dozen times. It was very they were very sweet. The owners were very sweet. Um, they wanted me back once a month and I needed the money. And I was like, okay, sure, yeah. So even though every time felt like a soul sucking experience, uh, I was like, Okay, I'll go back I'll go back up there. And it's like every gig I'd just be in front of just redneck men who couldn't give a fuck less about me. Um, like everyone's drunk, everyone's like on pills and drugs. Like it was, a, it was a kind of, kind of a mess, but I, I'm also kind of that I'm also drawn to that sort of thing in some way. Like I find it very interesting because I mean, they're interesting people, obviously they're not working stiffs, you know, they can't even hold down a job. Um, or they're very hardworking people. And the only way that they continue to work is they anesthetize, anesthetize themselves at night by, uh, drinking and doing drugs, which I get it. Um, but I had this woman on stage. This mar- this woman was married, and um, she, like, literally, I'm on a stage, okay, um, and she just grabs a chair with wheels. By the way, this chair has wheels. Plops it up on the stage in front of me. All right, and just sits down. I don't know, five feet in front of me, and I, I just. I immediately, I'm just like smiling and kind of chuckling because I'm, I'm interested. I, you know, she's grabbing my attention. It's funny. Like, what's this bitch gonna do? <laughs> and uh, like, the crowd couldn't get, couldn't care less. It's like, yep, yep, she does that all the time. She does it all the time whenever musicians come in. And uh, so, I'm, I'm playing the song, and as I'm playing this song, she just starts just creeping towards me. Her little feet just moving, just. One little step, one foot, one foot. Remember, the chair's on wheels, so she's just slowly rolling towards me, uh, ever so slowly. <laughs> and uh, by, like, towards the middle of the song, she's literally, I could just reach my hand out and put my hand on her head, okay? And she's sitting down about, you know, dick level. And <laughs> and she just, she starts grabbing my guitar cord, and she just starts twiddling it in her fingers and, like, stroking it very sexually. And I was like, okay, well, this is getting interesting. And, uh, and I'm just, again, I'm, I'm trying to play the shit. I'm playing, trying to play the song, trying to stay focused. Cause I have a tendency when people do stupid, funny shit, I laugh, even if I'm on stage middle of a song. And so it, it's hard for me to stay focused when people are doing crazy shit. And, uh, and then this woman, 
the audacity. She just, she just, she reaches around and just grabs my ass on stage. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, 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 honey, honey, not that kind of show, you know? And, uh, and then she backed up a bit and it's like, literally the crowd didn't care. Like, didn't laugh, didn't, didn't like think it was funny, didn't think it was out of the ordinary. Like, that's, that's what happens here. We're at Iron River. So that was kind of, well, that was, I would just find that story funny and awkward because, well, for one, it was kind of a rare, it's a rarity for that sort of thing to happen. And, um, yeah, it was just unusual. I remember, like, here's, I remember <laughs> I asked uh, the the bar owner one gig. It was towards the end when I was, I knew I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, how's it going here, man? He's like, oh, pretty good, you know. Some lady stabbed a guy here last night. Oh, police thing, news. I was like, jeez, my God. And Iron River is infamously known for the woman who uh, chopped up her husband, I think. I might be mistaken about this. Chopped up her boyfriend, chopped up her husband. I think she chopped up her husband and then uh, made him into, like, food and fed him to her neighbors. That happened not far from where I live. Think of that. Like, there... We live in a beautiful area with, you know, hardworking, educated people. But just like any place else in America, in this world, it's like there's some fucking psychos. Uh, and there are some psychos around around the UP, no doubt about it. But there's psychos in Wisconsin. There's psychos literally everywhere. Where That's just part of, part of the human experience. Um, all right, so that was a good awkward moment. Um, as far as, like, awkwardness, it takes... It takes a lot for me to feel uncomfortable and awkward, and I tend to sort of like those awkward, uncomfortable situations if they do occur because I feel like those moments of awkwardness and, and uncertainty, uh, you grow from them. Like, you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's the quote. You get comfortable. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, boys and girls. Um, yeah, so it does take a lot for me to, to feel, like, truly uncomfortable, um, but that's because I've played, you know, hun you know, hundreds of shows throughout the years and I've, I've kind of got, you get used to it. Uh, let's see. Um, awkward. Yeah. So that was a good moment on stage. Uh, I, I haven't had any awkward moments of meeting people in the industry. Um, and as far as awkward dates, um, hmm. oh, you know what? I did have an uncomfortable date, but it was just like, I, it, it, it was bad. She was an older woman. Um, I don't know, in her 30s, something like that. And, you know, to her credit, like, like she, she, this, this part isn't funny. Like, her mom had passed away that year. And um, she just, like, she couldn't get over it, um, even though it happened, you know, six months ago. But understandably so, like, yeah, understandably, I understood her distress and everything. But, you know, we're on a kind of a first date. We're just having dinner together at this nice restaurant. We were somewhere in Ohio. And, um, like, every conversation, it didn't matter what topic it was, but every single conversation, she just, like, went back to, like, her mom. Like, it felt like a movie. Like, where you're just trying, use your hardest to have a good conversation, and then it's, like, every fucking subject reminded that I brought up like reminded her of her mother and uh, she started getting emotional and I was like oh my god this is so bad like it was it was a very uncomfortable date um it yeah like I said I'm not you know I'm not giving that girl that woman any shit because her mother passed away and she was very close to her but it's but from a from a you know a date a date perspective it was very it was very uncomfortable um and I was thrilled when it was over <laughs> I was. I was like, oh, God, that was rough. And I've been on dates. Um, and, yeah, they've been great. You know, I have I have dates. I just, they're fun and everything like that. But, like, yeah, that one, that one was, that was uncomfortable. But I felt bad for her as well. So I can't really say anything bad about her. And I, I understand her perspective. Here we go. All right, moving on. What are some things you think people misinterpret about you when only knowing you from your videos, posts, and podcasts versus what people who close to you would say. Hmm. 
Um. Well, let me see. Let me think about that for a second. People misinterpret about me. Um, you know, obviously, I've been posting videos for a long time. And I've been, as a creative person, I've been really trying to find my place, like how I want to portray myself. And I've come to the conclusion that I just want to be myself. I want to be as transparent with you guys as possible. I want to be as authentic as possible. I want to be as honest as, po honest as possible. And if that means people don't like me or don't like what I think or what I say or a joke I, you know, I make up on the spot that I don't mean, um, then that's okay. You know, I'm trying to get get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I'm practicing what I preach, folks. Um, it's, you know, I've said this before. I, I am a people pleaser. I want everyone to like me. And if someone doesn't like me, I really want them to. And uh, I'm, I've been working hard on that. And I've been realizing that, okay, not everyone's going to like me. That's okay. I don't need everybody to like me. I'm not, peep, not everyone can be pleased. So I'm not going to be able to please everyone. Uh, so I'm going to stop. So I, I in the past would be, um, would be maybe lukewarm on subjects uh, because I wanted, you know, if, if, if someone asked for my opinion on something that was a bit polarizing, I'd, I'd just kind of stay lukewarm because I want everybody to, to like me. But with this podcast, and uh, particularly with this podcast, I'm trying my hardest to like genuinely speak my mind. Obviously, I'm fucking around on here a lot. You guys know that, as far as jokes. Um, but like everything I'm telling you guys, like how I feel, is definitely the truth. Um, and I'm trying to be a bit more polarizing and and speak my mind, um, and kind of not care what people, you know, if if not everyone resonates with it, then that's fine. Like, if they don't like me or they don't like what I'm saying, because I am voicing my opinions, honestly, then I'm, I'm realizing that's okay. Um, so, I don't know if that I fucking answered your question at all. It didn't. Well, so, uh, yeah, as far as what do they misinterpret about me? Um, maybe in some of my old videos, I'm a bit, I have a bit of a, a wallop, maybe. Um, I think, well, when I do these podcasts, um, and I do my live shows and I do my videos, especially like my, some of my better ones. Um, uh, I'm very like, I'm high energy. I'm in, I'm enthusiastic because I'm, I'm trying my hardest to, cause it's like, no one wants to listen to like all these guys I listen to. I, it's like, I'm a, a, a hyper version of myself. Like this is me, like you guys are getting me, but I'm just, it's more, it's, it's a more energetic and it, it's an exaggerated version of myself. You know, I'm not being something that I'm not. That was a horrible way to articulate it. Yeah, I'm not trying to be something that I'm not, whatever. Um, so I would just say that um, if there's any sort of misconception that if somebody meets me, I'm going to be a bit more chill in person. Like I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be a bit more relaxed. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to talk at you, <laughs> talk, talk with you um, at a normal level. Whereas I'm on here yelling like a psycho uh, and doing silly accents. <laughs> Um, so I would say that maybe, you know, if people, maybe they expect to meet me and I, they, they expect me to be a, a bit more animated and a bit more enthusiastic and energetic, like I'm still going to be enthusiastic and positive. Like that's real. Um, but as far as like this show, um, and, and other, when I do live events and stuff like that, like I'm, I'm putting on an exaggerated version of myself because it's more entertaining. You know what I mean? It's it's not like I said. I'm not trying to be fake or be something I'm not. There we go. Said that one. Articulated that one a bit a bit better. Um, but yeah. So maybe that's that's sort of a little a misconception. Um, but you know, I I try my hardest in everything I do to just like really be sincere and and um, to be myself because it's like especially nowadays. You guys know it. It's like people people are not dumb. Um, people t can tell can tech people can detect when people are full of shit and people can tell when you're a fraud when you're trying to be something you're not um that's just that's like a radar that goes off in people's lizard's brain you know what i mean it's like people know when you're being full of shit so 
yeah, I'm I'm just trying my hardest to um to be to be honest, to be a bit be a bit polarizing, to speak my opinions, and to give y'all a great fucking show. Um, speaking of which, we are um we are at the end of the hour, folks. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did hosting it. Uh, please reach out to the Trevor Olson Show at the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Your questions, your comments, your concerns, your... Your nudes. Um, I'd love to hear your concerns and see your nudes from you. Um, if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson so you will gain... So you can... Ex- ex- <laughs> head over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson to gain exclusive access to the weekly bonus Patreon episodes coming up every Sunday, exclusive to people supporting the show, keeping it going, sustaining future episodes, helping me move out of my mom's basement. Um, I love you guys. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Uh, Bonus Patreon episode number four is out tomorrow on Sunday. Um, I wanted to say one other thing. Uh, What was it? Mm, I was just going to say, too, if you... uh, uh, head over to trevorolson.com as well, and you, you'll see everything there as far as merch and as far as um, like links to Patreon. If you can't fucking figure out how to get there, you the other way, uh, through the, the internet, through the Googles. Uh, I love you guys. Have a fantastic rest of your week. I hope you're all healthy and well. Keep taking care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, folks, and we will see you, if not on Sunday, we'll see you Wednesday.